Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Guys know this song? No. Sounds like the dude from Death Cap Cutie, but I don't know if that's who it is. That's who it is, oh, but is it? it's not just the dude, it's Death Cap for Cutie. Oh, okay. One of my favorite songs from them. I have a, I don't want to say love-hate relationship with Death Cap for Cutie, but they're one of those bands where like some songs I love and other songs I just am not into at all. <laughs> it's hot and cold. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get you on that. I'm trying to remember, like, some artists, there's songs I cannot wait to skip. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then other songs, you're like, this is my jam. I bet you a majority of Death Cab for Cutie songs are not my jam. There was, a, there was, like, an era in the early 2000s, their album in 2003 and 2005. That, that you loved? I, that I loved. Their album Plans, I loved. This one comes, this is a title track to an album called Transatlanticism. But just like good vibey songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, they have a new album coming out, which is what made me think of them. And I'm like, ah, I wonder, is it going to be an album that I hate? Or is it going to be an album that I totally listen to like crazy? Have you listened to the new single? No, this is a 2003 song. No, but have you listened oh, to Oh, yeah, it? yeah. Is it any good? I'm on the fence about it. I haven't uh, really decided could go either yet. way. It, I don't love the lyrics, but it, the music is okay. It a hit couple years ago that was played on the radio quite a bit uh i will possess your heart i think it was yeah they had pretty a good few songs yeah i don't really tend to like all their radio songs either but whatever this song just keeps going like this for perfect eight sometimes it can just be like you just need to be at a certain level yeah. certain vibe yeah you know i did something i think for the first time ever on the radio this week I don't. I don't recall me ever having like uh, gone down this road before, but I'm pretty sure on the air this week on our radio show uh, may have been the first time I ever to just freely spoke about crushing like a vape pen and smoking weed. Like, really? I know we've talked about it and stuff, but I've never like you know brought it up so casually. I didn't even notice because I guess you probably bring it up casually on the podcast. Yeah, maybe, but I don't, I, I'm always like, I've always been very sensitive about the fact that I have two young kids mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I don't care who else knows that I recreationally use marijuana mm-hmm. and, uh, and cannabis, whatever. Um, but I've always been sort of like tried to pl- downplay it a bit like, oh, you know, the odd time that I, whatever, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Oh, we were talking about the Leafs game and like how crazy the game was. And I don't know when you're listening to this, but (laughs) we were recording this just before game six Mm -hmm. of the playoffs and game five was intense. And I just, you know, wanted a little help falling asleep. So I (laughs) crushed the vape pen a couple of times. (laughs) But I'm also like finding myself now, like my older daughter kind of called me on weed. 
uh, the she other day. She did? Yeah, she brought it up. I, what did not, she say? Not in a like, oh my God, I can't believe I think you smoke weed. But she just uh, acknowledged that she knows that I partake. Okay. And I bet it's because I don't really go out of my way to hide it. Like, I've got a couple of cannabis drinks in my fridge. Yeah. At the back, kind of hidden behind a beer can, but not really that hidden if somebody was snooping around, which she now is apparently doing. <laughs> and, you know, we've caught her kind of trying to experiment with alcohol. And I, I guess it's because um, re- I really try and drive a message with my girls, which is like, I don't want them using weed mm-hmm. until they're in their 20s because there's too much evidence How that shows. Is she? I Emma's turning 16. Okay. So this would be, and you know, their access to edibles and all that stuff. Oh. I mean, it's there if they want them. It's there. And I try and drive home the message, which is your brain's still developing. Don't get into it. Yes. Because if you get into it, you're going to permanently damage your brain and it'll never recover. And why would you want to live a lifetime with a permanently damaged brain? Oh my God, my cousin is living a lifetime with a permanently damaged brain. A psychosis brought on by uh, cannabis use. Okay. It and was happens. it a teenager? Like when he was Yeah, involved? he was smoking as a teen. And then I believe uh, they started noticing the psychosis in his early 20s. Okay. It does happen and it's serious. And he's now schizophrenic. And he, you know, it's very difficult to deal with schizophrenia. And it's hard to say that, like, that was the only factor that, sh- you know, he may have been predisposed to it. Yes. It may have triggered it. It yeah. may have happened anyway, but it definitely. If there is uh, something that you can avoid taking just to have a chance to avoid yeah. that issue in your life, If why you are not? predisposed or maybe yeah. it could have bought him some more time uh, before, you know, he started having events where he was hearing voices and, you know, it was very disturbing what he was going through. It was very difficult, difficult for him and difficult for his family. So maybe it would have bought him a couple more years where he wasn't dealing with that or maybe it wouldn't have come on in the first place. And I know weed does make me paranoid and it does mess with my brain yes, if it I does. do it a lot. Like it, it does. We've talked about this off uh, the air, yeah. off our podcast, which is there was a time where I was just trying to get away from it because I found myself just looking over my shoulder a little too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Assuming the worst. Everyone on the street that I walk by wants to like mug me. Mm-hmm. You know, sc- shadows scare me. You know, you get you uh, walking to the car actually today, even walking to the car because it was, you know, 4.15 a.m. Mm-hmm. When you get uh, two shadows... Because you're getting a shadow from two different light sources. <laughs> and I just kind of look, I see my shadow, and then I see a shadow behind it, which is like another street light from a different angle. Mm-hmm. And I'm quickly turning around like, is somebody following me? But it's <laughs> it's a double shadow. Oh, my God. So that kind of stuff, I'm just heightened to that paranoia mm-hmm. via the, the weed, mm-hmm. you know? You know what we've been doing lately is we've been lowering uh, THC. And I think this is uh, a blessing because of legalization, but also a little bit of a curse because at first we were like, well, we don't, we want to get high. So we want the most THC possible. But what we've realized through, you know, just ending up smoking a joint that somebody else provided with lower THC and more CBD is that, oh, it's actually sometimes better. <laughs> In many ways, we prefer it. It's less of like a mind F, you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. I've bought like dominant, like CBD dominant weed before, mm. and used it in a vaporizer, and it's way less heady. Yeah, than other stuff and more body buzz. Body and, buzz. Yeah, yeah, totally which is nice. 
Bundes is not like a weed guy at all. It gets to it. He goes nuts. Yeah. Like, I mean, just like even you're talking about it right now. And I'm just like, why Why would you even want to put yourself through that? Like, <laughs> I know. The it's, potential it's... of being paranoid or seeing things. Like the, the times that I've experimented <laughs> with it. And it was mainly in my youth. Like I, I experienced so many weird things, like and so many weird feelings that it, there was there was nothing about it that I enjoyed because it's just I'm paranoid all the time. I'm hearing things, I'm seeing things. Mm. Uh, like all my friends look funny to me. I'm not seeing <laughs> my friends. I'm just seeing the dark sides in people. Like my 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 brain would go nuts. Yeah, I don't smoke weed like that though. I mean, generally when you when I talk about paranoia, it's not when I'm high. It's sort of the day after. Um, and it, normally, if I and I don't consume a ton of it, so it'd be like a little toot here or there to mm-hmm. help me sleep or just to uh, enhance a moment because. I find weed will make me feel anything I'm feeling just times five. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I'm laughing, it's like something's a little funnier or if uh, yes. everything's just a little more of whatever it is you're feeling. So if you're scared, I'll be a little more scared. Yeah. Or But um, but I do find like if I have a boys weekend and everybody's like overindulging in every aspect like booze and weed or whatever... After that, then I'll carry more paranoia with me for the days that happen after oh, that. Interesting. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. So what did It's your, a balance, you know, I try not to do too much. What did your daughter say to you? Like what were the words? It was just sort of like Oh, you know, it's the same for cannabis, kind of like something like that where because we were having a conversation about drinking and then she just basically uh, you know, recycled what I had said, but then added, Oh, you know, for cannabis too, right, Dad? Type of thing. Mm. So it's like, oh, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. It's true. true." (laughs) You know, it's just uh, the, but you should, you should stay away from it as long as you can. Wait till your Mm twenties. And then maybe if you want to try it, try it then. Or if you want to use it recreationally, like the perfect balance, I think is a little both because alcohol is poison. It's poison. It's poison. But I love the feeling, you know, of having a few drinks. So you just augment it with a little uh, little toot. You know, I was grown up in a household that didn't have much sugar. And look at what happened. I became psycho about sugar. I was hiding cakes under my bed. I was like, you know, I, I became addicted to sugar. I would go into Sugar Mountain. It was like Norm going into Cheers. No lie. They were like, hey! Yeah. <laughs> like it was a pro. I'd walk by Sugar Mountain. If I didn't go in, my stomach would flip. Like how messed up is that? I had to quit. I had to come off sugar. So I feel like it's partly because I grew up in this house that didn't have much. So I feel like exposing your kids to like a healthy use, a healthy way to use cannabis and alcohol means that they're going to uh, use it with balance, hopefully later in life. Uh, we definitely have conversations about alcohol because we have reason to have conversations about alcohol with my older daughter. You yeah. know, stuff has come up where we realize that there was drinking going on. There's parties so, happening and stuff. So it, it, it becomes that thing where it's like, I know I was doing it at her age, but what do you say? And so now we're just trying to send a message of like, don't over drink. It's so easy to do. Yeah. You know, the difference between this much vodka and that much vodka yes. is the difference between like having a good buzz and throwing up and landing in the hospital well sometimes, if it's right? extreme enough yeah and, and then what to do if your friend drinks too much and how you can never leave them and yes. how, how you have to call us if that happens because you can't you're not really educated enough to know the difference between drinking a little too much and like full-on alcohol poisoning that needs to be treated in a hospital environment you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. and that it's okay if you call us and that we won't be mad mm-hmm. and 
uh, you know, if, if your friend is like so sick and like they're in our circle of friends, call the parents, like text them and just say, we you have know, so and so needs help. Uh, they've they've you know, they drank too much. Yeah. And can you pick us up? And there'll be no judgment. But it's so it's crazy because you're you, you want to be you don't want to condone it. But at the same time, it's happening. So, like, how do you balance that? You know, I don't want to. I don't want my kids walking around the house like thinking that they could just drink openly in front of us. Like no. some of, I had friends that we could drink in the basement. You know, the parents knew what we were up to. They just they they wanted it to be in their house and not out at the park. You know, you have kind of like Euro parents bundus. Were they like pouring you wine at a young young age? Uh, I mean, like on occasion, they might let me have a sip of something or like my grandfather would let me have some of his beer or something like that. But your 16 year old friends weren't coming over no. with six packs no. and opening them in the that basement. Was, that would never happen. Yeah. No. I had a buddy, Chris, when I was growing up, uh, I was 14. He was 16 and his parent, his mom, his single mom, she didn't care what we were doing. We'd be at the family cottage yeah. and we'd like go pick up booze at the general store and put it on her tab. <laughs> she knew what she, we were up to in the basement. And, and you know, we weren't like getting crazy drunk, but we were having like some drinks. Getting lit. And getting a buzz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I guess she was one of those parents where it was like, well, I'd rather it happen under my roof than under somebody else's. Yeah, uh, but was she sleeping or was she no, like no, checking she was, in? She was probably an alcoholic and drinking with a bunch of people. I think oh. she, I think eventually she ended up giving up alcohol. But anyway, mm. yeah, it's uh, that's a tough point in being a parent is how do you like balance the 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 teaching and acknowledging mm-hmm. and without condoning mm-hmm. like i'd rather my daughter just wait but at the same time if she's gonna do it i want her to be responsible about it you're trying to be realistic yeah yeah my daughter my five-year-old daughter asked me for a sip of my beer last weekend oh, don't give her a sip of beer give her a sip of something else i gave her a sip tequila <laughs> give her a sip of tequila <laughs> that's what my kids used to be like can i have a sip and then he put their mouth even to the glass without even putting any in their mouth and they'd be like oh Yeah, they wanted nothing to do with it. Beer might actually taste good. Well, you know, it's a Guinness, so it almost looks like chocolate, like chocolate milk or something, right? So she took a sip, and I was very thankful she didn't like it. But I was thinking, oh my god, you know, I want, I don't want her to, I don't want to not normalize it. I want it to be like, I was kind of hoping to be European in that sense that you know, sometimes the European family lets the kids have a little bit of wine at the table on Christmas, you know. We did that at New Year's. Yeah, champagne. Uh, no, I think it was just wine on the table with dinner. Like a little, you know, little quarter glass, a little sploosh. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out they brought a few splooshes of their own. Oh, did but, they? Uh, well, right. <laughs> I don't know. Do they know not to, to go into your stash? They do now. Okay. Because <laughs> tequila, I mean, that's a classic thing you would drink and then fill up with a bit of water. Yeah, but unfortunately for them, the T-Bird drinks his booze mostly straight and neat. And oh. you would know the difference between like watered down tequila. And you told them that straight up? Like if you touch it, I'll know. Yeah. 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 I'll know. Yeah. And I also let her know that I uh, I measure the bottles and, uh, you know, all that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well you know <laughs> you have to you charge him for it too 
Uh, would I charge her? What do you mean? Oh, like, well, like if she dipped in, would you be like, oh, that's coming? Let's just say if it did happen, I don't want to incriminate anybody, <laughs> but they would lose their allowance yeah, so yeah, as yeah. to allow me to replace the booze that they had stolen. Ah, I see. <laughs> smart, smart. That's a couple of uh, weeks of allowance, I would assume, if it was a half decent bottle. Well, it wouldn't be a whole bottle. It'd be like a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Uh, That's what people do when they're teenagers stealing booze from their parents, right? right? You create the little concoction. <laughs> you don't want anything to, yeah, you, you don't want it to be too noticeable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You create what's called jungle juice, <laughs> and then that makes people sick. Do you have any weird alcohols in your cabinet like that you don't normally use that somebody dropped off? That would be oh, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> well, there's some stuff at the back. I'm trying to think of what like the worst thing. <laughs> I have in there is uh, some hypnotic or uh, that wouldn't be bad though I think a teenager would probably like hypnotic uh, probably you're right yeah you know some just fruity. like coolers yeah, yeah anything that's like got any sugar in it they'd probably be into yeah you know something that would like Cointreau is that what I have I think or no triple sec I would have to make margaritas oh okay anyway I uh I was thinking about putting a lock on it, but then yeah. I'm like, I'll forget the combo, and then I'll be like... <laughs> yeah, you know, trying to off. unlock it when you've had a couple, too. Yeah. Be like, be cutting into the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a, it's a complicated time as a parent. It you is. Just try and send the right message. Sip. Don't chug. Don't my do dad, shots. My dad know? found... Nobody... Li- like, that's the thing is, like, you could say that so you're blue in the face. Kids are not going to listen. No. They're going to do what their friends are doing. Yeah, but I just, it's so dangerous to drink too quickly straight booze. Even if you chase it with water or something or dump it in a in a bottle of Gatorade, if you put too much in there and you chug it, man. I, I totally agree with you. I just feel like most people only learn that themselves. Like, yeah. you know, that old saying, like, the smart man learns from his mistakes, the wise man yeah. learns from others. Like, most people are not wise. They don't learn from other people's mistakes. They don't take other people's advice seriously. You can bring a horse to water, but you, you can't can. make That's not them the drink. Yeah. No, no. That's <laughs> you the one. <laughs> is that not right? I think it is I right. don't know <laughs> if that, would, that applies in this case. <laughs> or what's the other one? Uh, you, can, you can fish for a man. What is that? You teach a man, teach to, a man fish? to fish? <laughs> and uh, No, you can give a man a fish. fish. Eat for, for a, a day. Yeah, yeah, you can teach you yeah, 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 yeah. That still doesn't apply in this case. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, look, everybody, how many times have you thrown up from drinking? I, For me, it's happened twice in my life, and the second time was also the first time that I smoked a joint. Oh. And it was probably the joint that pushed me over the edge, because yes. I, I learned pretty quickly the first time I drank too much. I was with buddies, sleepover, mm-hmm. bottle apple cider. And I was just the one who was chugging it, feeling yeah. indestructible. Oh. And then I was sick out of my mind. Yeah. And I never got sick from just straight alcohol ever again. Smart. I learned to sip and just wait and see what it does. Yeah. And you I always to. knew my limit. You got to. University didn't throw up once from over drinking. Wow, that's impressive. That's I don't, impressive. It's awful. Why? Why? You know? I know. It awful. is awful, but it happens. It happens sometimes like. By accident. You most forget of the to time, eat. Right? Like you didn't have a chance to eat, or and then all of a sudden you're drinking, and then you're like, oh, I'm not hungry. You know? And I remember being young and stupid and like thinking, oh, well, perfect. I'm not hungry anymore. You know? And cut a few calories out of my day, and I'll just have some more drinks. 
Big, yeah. big mistake. That happens to a lot of my friends. It happened. But that us. was part of the lesson I was trying to explain to my daughter, which is there's so many factors where one day maybe you had two drinks and you felt fine or you had a nice buzz or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the next day you have two drinks and it has a different effect on you because you haven't eaten and you're tired and or you're, you're in whatever. The sun. You were in the sun yeah, all day. Yeah, you're dehydrated. Like there's mm-hmm. so many variables that you really have to just take your time mm-hmm. and wait and see what happens before you grab another like shot or swig out of the jungle juice. Don't do shooters. <laughs> we were hearing from one parent that like some of the kids uh, in not necessarily her circle of friends, but in that age group, they were they were paying homeless people to buy booze for them at the LCBO. Or, you know, the people that the people sometimes are out, are out asking for money. They were getting them to get the booze. And oh it's like, uh, so then it's, yeah. Because when we were talking about, another problem well, we were talking about like, don't steal booze from us. And they're like, well, it might be better than the other way people are getting it. And it's like, you might be right. I don't know. Like, I, don't drink, but you're going to drink. But I, I don't know. It's, it's a very complicated. Would the guy pick out the alcohol they wanted? Or would he just be going towards the, what did they like? The Colt 45? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know how it works. I don't think it was my daughter and her friends, but it was another parent hearing from another parent Mm. that their kid and their circle of friends were doing it. So then they were like, wow, do we give our kids a bit of booze so they can experiment so they don't end up in a dangerous situation paying somebody who's out in front of a LCBO to go in and buy them liquor? And then don't you have to like pay them as well? Like, yeah, yeah. You have to give them more money so they could buy their yeah. own booze. Yeah, yeah of or whatever. Course. Or you give them cash. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's what I did. I paid my brother, you know, yeah. to go buy me booze. Him and his uh, friends that could get it. We'd be like, uh, "Can you get us a six pack?" And they'd be like, "How much are you going to give us?" And be like, "Oh fuck, here we go." <laughs> of course. Got to start like pooling your money together <laughs> and a six pack. I don't know what it if it cost oh. ten bucks at the time, but we'd have to give them twenty five. You know, <laughs> yeah, we, we overpaid, <laughs> but at least it was my brother, and I wasn't in a dangerous situation. But you pay somebody who's essentially out in front of the place. You don't know who you're talking to, and. I think you figure out where your line is, like, as far as, like, how much you're going to facilitate those kind of transactions. Because I remember hearing, because I was too young for this, but my dad threw my stepbrother out of the house when he found marijuana plants growing in his room. He tossed him. Yeah, but that's it. That's you're it. gone. Uh, that's, a, that's pushing that's a, it. Yeah. It's a tossable offense. Yeah. Yeah. I go up to Emma's room and she's got a little still and she's making her own booze. This one would be like... Well done, but also <laughs> you got to dismantle that, yeah. and it's a problem. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, maybe by the same line of thinking, uh, my stepbrother wasn't buying marijuana off some sketchy drug dealer, right? Yeah. He's growing his own. But it was at also least illegal he's doing at that time. it right. It was illegal at that time. So essentially, yeah. my dad is probably implicated in sure. the illegal operation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, meth lab. I mean, is it better than buying meth on the street? Probably, <laughs> but also illegal and dangerous to have in your own house. <laughs> Wait, now, did he? Where did he go when he got kicked out? I don't know. I don't uh, know where he went. He was eighteen, okay. so it was like, "You're done. You're gone. Get yeah. your stuff. Get out." And that was that. You know, that was kind of like the last draw, too. I think. He had done a lot of stuff and that was it. But, you know, you're going to have to make your figure out what your line is with Deb. And then you toss them once they're 18. Go do that somewhere else. The line is the good bottles of tequila. You <laughs> Don't fuck t- with those. <laughs> you're out of that. You're out. You're gone. <laughs> the class is Zool tequila. 
better get your hands off that. I don't actually own any of that. How it's much too is expensive. that? Like 250, yeah. 275 oh, or yeah. something for that cool bottle. Tasty. And that's the entry level bottle. Just the Blanco. Thanks for checking out the podcast. And we'll talk to you soon. And don't forget about our radio show. That's the most important thing. It's our damn radio show. <laughs> yeah, we really appreciate you checking out the radio show. Big Nine, deal for 95.3 all over the greater Toronto Hamilton area. And we're on 5.30 to 9 Monday to Friday. Thank you. weird i need to ask you guys if you think this is weird is it weird if somebody sells you a shirt and then asks for it back because he wants to wear it <laughs> that doesn't really happen <laughs> yeah yeah it, it just happened it that's ha- weird that is 100 percent weird <laughs> so we shop at this vintage clothing store and my husband matt bought a bunch of shirts and pants from this place you know the owner is kind of a similar size to my husband matt so he puts stuff aside for him a lot and then he's like oh i got a whole bunch of stuff for you uh so we went and we stocked up we stocked up and we got a dm from the guy Asking if he could borrow one of the shirts that Matt bought from him because he's going to a wedding next weekend and he wants to wear the shirt. I tell you why it's weird. It's weird because he sold him the shirt. Right. You know, he paid for it, right? It wasn't like a free bunch of shirts. Matt paid for it. There was a transaction. Yes. It'd be like being at a restaurant, okay? <laughs> okay. The chef comes out and asks for a bite of what you're eating. <laughs> yeah. I think he's having seller's remorse, right? Like, he's like, oh, I shouldn't have sold that shirt. <laughs> Tommy it, just sent us a text. Yeah. He says his fiance sold a pair of boots on uh, Facebook Marketplace and then a few weeks later decided she wanted to buy them back. Oh. So she circled back and said, I, I need to buy those back from you. And if they agreed to sell it, then fine. But sure. if they say, no, I love them, I can't give them up, then whatever. You yeah. can't go back. You can't go back. But like she's she offered to buy them. Buy them This back. guy just wants yeah. to borrow it. Yeah. And maybe maybe it's going to be like he's going to borrow it several times. Oh, I need the shirt again, man. I got something hey, else coming up. Any chance I can grab that on Wednesday? <laughs> Are you wearing it Wednesday? <laughs> Essentially, they're sharing clothes now, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're brothers or something. <laughs> you know what Matt should say is he sold it to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Sell it to me, okay? Oh, my God. Just, as a joke, let's just see what happens. Have Matt DM the guy back, say, oh, I actually I gave it to my buddy Tucker. He really liked it. So here's his Instagram handle. You can ask him. Okay. And see if this guy has like. <laughs> so ridiculous. I'm like, this is not right. S- see if he'll reach out to me and ask for it. <laughs> How many people removed does he have to be from the shirt where he's still comfortable to DM? <laughs> Wendy sent us a text. She says, uh, find out the date of the wedding. Tell the guy you're going to a wedding the same day and he wants to wear the shirt. Matt wants to wear the shirt. Like, it's booked or, that night. Or 
even better, say, yeah, you can borrow it, but I have a function later on that night. Yes. I want the shirt sure back, back by 11 p.m. because <laughs> I'm going to this late concert. <laughs> and that shirt would be perfect. So if we could get together and do a little swap. Yeah, yeah. A window. Almost like. You're offering him a window. Cinderella had to come back, right? Mm-hmm. For everything turned back to the schlubby clothes and yes. stuff. Yes. Have this guy have to get back before midnight. For- <laughs> So weird. I don't even know what's going on. I love it, though. I love it. (laughs) So awkward. Are high heels worth the pain, guys? I mean, they can be so uncomfortable. You see somebody limping around at the end of the night. It's because the shoes are killing us. When I see people walking with big heels in a downtown environment Mm -hmm. and they have to watch for the grates and everything, God, that looks like such a pain. It adds like a whole other thing. Yeah, you got to be careful. Sport. It's a sport. <laughs> you know, like people go snowshoeing. People should uh, go like high heel walking. High heeling? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> snowshoeing. Same thing. No, you're absolutely right. Like if if I'm gonna be in like a cobblestone area, wearing high heels is a terrible idea. Yeah. I was never a shoe guy. I'm not really a shoe guy. I mean, I've always appreciated high boots and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like a nice short skirt or something. Ooh, okay. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, um, I've known a couple of people. I had a neighbor who was really into shoes. Okay. And uh, and my wife loves shoes. Yes. And so he loved Deb's shoes. And anyway, I'm like, what is it about shoes that are so hot? Oh, he was obsessed with your wife's shoes. Well, just anyone's. Like, he was a oh, shoe guy. Okay. Foot guy, you okay. know? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I'm not foot guy. Yeah. But he said something to me, and then since he kind of taught me the ways, I have a better appreciation. And he, he was right when he said a high heel changes the way the leg and butt looks. Yes, it's, it it's, does. It's what happens to your leg when you're in that high heel. Your and whole body. And the way body. your calf looks. And then, yeah, it, the it goes body. all the way up to the butt. And ever since he sort of taught me the ways, he was like my Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it now. <laughs> yes, I get it. Yes. And also, because it because of the, the curvature of the heel, it also puts the pelvic, pelvic floor like forward. Accentuating the hips and the chest, so like everything about it is designed to change the body, change the body yeah. to make it more sexual. Yeah. Why the Put hell it on did display. they? Why did they even do this study? Because you guys basically just dissected the whole thing. That's absolutely right. They just did this study. It turns out high heels, the hottest thing of all time. Yeah. Women are seen as more attractive, feminine, of a higher status too when they're wearing stilettos. And people were just shown a silhouette of a woman in high heels. So you couldn't see facial features or anything like that. And they think it's because of the way it shifts a person's lumbar curve. So as soon as that happens, your your chest looks more defined. Your butt is raised and looks more defined. You're right. It changes the shape of your leg. I mean, everything changes. Is there a shoe that a guy could wear that would do something like work boots or uh, anything that would... Add to the. I guess something with a bit of heel would probably change the shape of your leg too. Make your butt stick out. My toe cleavage. (laughs) You kind of into that a little bit. A little too much toe cleavage. Yes, me. Mm. (laughs) You know what's kind of cool about high heels too is 
unlike sexy clothes, high heels don't objectify the person wearing them. Like they don't appear to objectify. Whereas sometimes when you see somebody wearing like a sexy outfit, like uh, one of those uh, tops that have the cutout right at the cleavage. <laughs> Love those. Yeah. 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 It's a different vibe. <laughs> It's a different vibe, the high heel. Yeah, the the cutout is like, oh, that's intentional. You're trying to showcase. You've opened the sunroof on that bad boy. Yeah, it's like there's a laser beam right at your cleavage, right? There's like this keyhole. What am I supposed to look at? You don't even want to look at it, but you're getting zoned into it. Shoes are a little more subtle about that. Yeah. So there you go. They are worth the pain. I'm sorry to say. I'll tell you, though, what they're not. The idea of spending $1,000 or $1,200 on shoes, that is what I find Insane. You know what I did for my wedding? I bought a pair of $800 shoes. Manolo. Blonic. Whatever. Manolo. Um, And I'm not like a brand person, but I thought for my wedding day, I'm going to buy myself a really nice pair of high heels because I bet ya they're just going to be like more comfortable and I'm going to be wearing them all day, blah, blah, blah. No. A high heel is the same. It's just as uncomfortable as every other high heel shoe. So you're not missing out. I'm starting to think Bundes is about to make a horrible mistake. What? He's looking for a house. Yeah. And I all weekend, I was busy dealing with stuff at the back of my uh, house, in the backyard, and, you know, trying to fix problems and seeing future problems. <laughs> and I just thought to myself, all I want to do is have like a condo or something where I can open the door, live there, close the door, leave, and then everything when I come back. That's exactly how you left it. That's not what happened this Friday. I can tell you that. What happened? Thursday night, I'm sitting there, I'm watching TV, and I hear this little gurgle. And I'm like, what is that? So I mute the TV. I kind of get up and I walk over and I to the sink and I hear the gurgle again and I'm looking at the sink and I'm like, what's that noise? Like, well, why is it doing that? So I run the tap and... Please like, tell me you stared right into the... <laughs> the I got my eye right, right And then this there. huge plume of, you know, sewage came pumping through there right <laughs> in your face. What is that noise? Uh, Let me get closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was hoping you leaned over the drain and you heard the gurgle again and then it was a snake and it came and wrapped around yes. your neck. What is that noise? <laughs> I'm looking in there. Hello? (laughs) (laughs) Full face wash diarrhea in your face. Yeah. Please tell me how that's how it ended. Uh, Okay, so, you know, I run the tap. The water goes down fine. And Kurogu kind of goes away. So I'm like, all right. No. <laughs> Just a little air in the system. I guess. Yeah, no yeah. big deal, right? Sure. Go to bed, wake up in the morning. Everything's fine in the place. Leave for work. Come back. Sinks filled with diarrhea. <laughs> yes! Yes! No! no! I, I don't know. It must have been because that water was brown. It looked like it. Looked like it. No. Sludge. It, it, it was disgusting. It Come was, on. It was full to the top with this, like... Diarrhea colored water. <laughs> what? I was totally joking. This is your kitchen sink? Yeah, I'll s- I can send you a picture. I took a picture of it. It's disgusting. I, I immediately send an email and a, and a picture of this. Strongly worded email? Strongly worded. <laughs> and, like, this needs to be fixed immediately, right? Yeah, this is what Tucker's talking about. You just send an email, somebody else comes and fixes it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> when I have a problem, I'm the guy. I, I have to do it. You know who I, uh, you send an email to? Dear Deb, Deb, your wife. Guess what? We got a problem here. Sinks filled with sewage. Yeah. 
Can you please bring up the plunger? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, they get the super to come up. The super comes and he looks at the sink and he goes, oh. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, we're going to need a plumber. I'm like, you think? Oh, my God. So we call a plumber. And this guy drains the sink like with a bucket and he's walking all over my condo with his shoes on and he's spilling this crap water on my floor and he's putting it in the toilet and i'm just like oh my god i have to like disinfect this whole place after yes so he 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 finally you don't even really like your girlfriend spending a lot of time in your condo this guy is carrying sewage in and out of your kitchen area wow And uh, so, so the, the, he clears the sink out and he takes the pipe off to, to kind of like fish out whatever's in there or, or, you know, and I only have X amount of feet in my, like maybe six feet tops until you kind of get to the main line pipe in the building that mm-hmm. runs through yeah. outside mm-hmm. of the condo. This guy used about 60 feet worth of like snake, snake to kind of clear out the pipes. Oh boy. So. Thankfully, it, it turned out this wasn't toilet water. People have been dumping grease down their sinks. And oh, they, yeah. They I used to do that all the time when I lived in an apartment building. I was on the seventh floor. I'd be like, oh, send it down to six. Yeah. It's gonna, this is going to be six's problem. Uh, yeah. Bacon yeah. grease for sure. Yeah, you think I put that in a little cup and then put it in the fridge and let it harden and then scoop it out like I do now because I know it's going to be my problem if my sink clogs yeah, up? Yeah, 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 yeah. So people bunged up the pipes and I uh, got the brunt of it all. Yeah, 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 that sucks. <sighs> but but what did they charge you? Nothing. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, nothing. That's what I'm talking yeah. about, Bundes. <laughs> Stay in the condo. I mean, I, yeah, things can go wrong, but it's kind of somebody else's problem yeah. still. Yeah. What's the right thing to do if somebody knocks out a tooth in front of you? I don't know if you've ever been in this scenario before, but if, if it happens, is the right thing to do to stick it back in? B, put it in a cup of milk, or C, put it in your own mouth and go to the dentist with them. <laughs> Just keep it keep body moist. temperature. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I mean, I all of those options sound wrong to me. Mm-hmm. But one of them is the right thing to do. It's going to be uh, the milk. I don't know why. It just seems... Calcium strength, strength in yeah, that tooth, you yeah. know? Yeah, like the idea of shoving it back in just seems like a... <laughs> f- stupid. Hold still! Yeah. It's not like a plant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or is it? It's or got the it? root and everything. I'm it's going It's kind milk. of plant-like. It's got to be milk. Guys, it's actually all three. It's all of the above. Oh. And there's actually an order. The first thing you should try to do is... Uh... Yeah. Is stick it back in. So the number one thing you're supposed to do is don't pick up the tooth tooth from the root. Don't touch that root at all. Just the crown of the tooth. Rinse it with a little bit of water. No soap, no chemicals. And keep it nice and wet and gently try to slide that back into your friend's mouth. That's what friends are for, yeah, okay? No, you know what Bundes' friends would do? They'd just slide it in there, but they'd put it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Look at your teeth. It's in there. It started to grow back, but it's backwards, you idiot. They actually do say... Do a full 180. <laughs> they actually say, even if you put it in backwards, it's actually a great way to keep it alive. So uh, slip it in there. If it's not happening, don't force it. You still got the milk option. 
So let's say you're trying to put it back in there into Bundus's mouth after he takes a punch in the face. And then you're like, you know what? I can't get this back in your mouth. Let's get a cup of milk. And you put it in the milk and then you have some time to get to the dentist. Okay. Another option, if you have no milk around you at the time. the worst option of all of them. And Bundus's mouth is all bloody and swollen. He can't feel anything. You put the tooth in your mouth and you keep it in your cheek. And that. (laughs) How good a friend. What a great friend you are. I mean, that's not. There's no friend I don't. I No. I I would do it for a kid, maybe. You wouldn't do that for Bundus? No. He's putting his tooth in my mouth to keep it. Alive? No. Are you kidding? I can go get a new tooth put in, root canal, (laughs) whatever they have to do. Forget about it. Are you kidding me? I would put his tooth in my mouth. You would? But hold on a second. Like, if if you're putting it in your mouth and just putting it against your cheek, because obviously you don't don't have a knocked out teeth, a hole for it. Why why can't I just put it in my cheek if I can't get it back in the hole? You can do that, but let's say your mouth is filled with blood. You can't even feel like you could swallow it, right? If your mouth is destroyed, you could swallow it okay yeah you took a puck to the face yeah i'm just, yeah, I'm yeah. just pouring blood out. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah i'll put it in my mouth for you bunnis okay. now you know who you wish you were in this emergency with it's me because tucker's you, not putting it in his mouth would you put my tooth in your mouth Laura? i would i damn well would for real yes okay are you just saying that to in me case it happens like, to you that we do it? To me, it's like if you put down a bottle of beer that you've been drinking and I pick it up by accident and take a swig. That's gross. <laughs> I, I would feel bad for you if you did that. I don't like, really Ooh. care. It's not that big of a deal. I will put your tooth in my mouth and I'll go straight to the dentist with you. If it's not back in the socket within an hour, it's it's very less likely that they're going to be able to save it. I wouldn't even give it. I wouldn't let either of you take a sip out of my drink. <laughs> If you wanted to try a drink I was having, I would have to get another glass and pour a bit into it for you. Yes, but in in a in an instance where it's an accident and I picked up your drink, I'm like, oh, I thought that was my tequila. It's over. It's done. Talk <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm You're not like, take it, it. Yeah, it's yours. You, yeah, a hundred percent for sure. Okay. No, without. I'm not even unless it was the you know the world was coming to an end. Right. It was the last shot that I had access to. <laughs> yeah. Then I might. Consider drinking it. All right. Well, good to know, because maybe I won't put your tooth in my mouth and save it, and you could be root canal boy. All right? Turns out, if somebody knocks their tooth out and you're with them, one of the things you can do is (laughs) to help preserve that tooth so it has a chance of being re-implanted into the person's mouth is you can put that tooth in your own mouth. (laughs) To keep it, it viable next to your cheek, you know, so it's 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 in like a mouth environment. Moist, I don't, uh, yeah, and it doesn't dry out, so it doesn't die. Yeah, kind of like putting a severed finger in a bag of ice or something. So you know, it's it has a chance of being reattached. Mm-hmm. Kevin uh, wanted to uh, talk about that. What did you want to say, Kevin? I gotta say, first props tomorrow. I want her as my friend. She's awesome. Aww. Yeah, she she put your whole uh, all, all your teeth, teeth in her mouth <laughs> to keep them alive for you. Uh, just got it came to my head. I gotta ask you, man. So Mora goes through all this trouble. You knock your tooth out. She puts it in her mouth. She rushes to the hospital with you. Do you take it? I mean, you wouldn't take your drink from your 
beer after she had a sip of it. I just wanted you to take your tooth oh, back. Oh, good that. point. Do you even want the tooth after I've put it in my mouth? Or are you like, no, don't put it in your mouth? I, w- I would be okay with it, for one, because, <laughs> okay. hey, it's my tooth. Uh, second of all, they would probably give it a little rinse-a-rooney and some saline or something, you know, before they put it back in. I mean, if a professional, a medical professional is reinserting that tooth, I'm going to guess that they're going to do some antibacterial wash on it. All right, so there's rules, but it would happen. All right, cool. Just curious. I just pictured you after that going, no, you know what? It's yours now. (laughs) (laughs) Darcy sent us a text. He says, has Tucker ever made out with a random at a bar? I mean, completely random. I didn't know them before going out at all. Yes. I don't think so. Really? Because of germs? Like, would you be up? No, for no, a not because out? of germs. Because of my inability to make out uh, with strangers at bars. But you would make out with a yeah, stranger. yeah. So, what is the difference between having your friend Mora put your tooth in my mouth? Um, You're gonna make out with a random stranger at a bar, but I can't save your tooth. Different. It's different <laughs> <laughs> because it would just be in my mouth, and I'd be thinking about it, and it's just—it's so gross. The thought of having that root and the tooth and the... Oh, my God. It's because the random stranger at the bar, there's the potential of sex there. A hundred percent. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're making out in a bar, there's a chance you're going to go back home. <laughs> it's different. Anyway, thanks, Kevin. No problem. Have a good one. Okay, we got another text. Hang uh, on, I just want to point out something. Yes. I would be okay with you having my tooth in your mouth. It's the other way around. That I would have an issue with. What's having other- your tooth in my mouth. You won't save my tooth. No. I would use your tooth as a suppository if that also <laughs> accomplished the same thing. <laughs> that's disgusting. I'd, I'd, I'd I'm sorry. I'd store it there and then you we would, could go. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You would store it there. Yeah, just knowing that for the rest <laughs> of your life. <laughs> for the rest of my life. For the rest of your life. Every I, time you smiled, I'd just be like, I'd die. <laughs> You're such a jerk. I can't I'm not putting it in my mouth, but I'll find another warm, damp place to store it to keep it viable. Another moist environment? Yeah, oh, yeah. great. Thanks. So <laughs> that is terrible. Well, you know, let's just hope you never lose a tooth in front of me. <laughs> that is terrible. De- um, Shannon wants to know, would you put Deb's tooth in your mouth? Your wife Deb's tooth? Yes, yes I would. I would yes. do it for a family member. I wouldn't do it for more. I'm sorry. <laughs> Other than the suppository option. Then I'm okay. like, all right, I'll keep it warm. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that. That's so nice of you. <laughs> My cat, Jerry, did something so gross yesterday while I was on the floor doing Pilates. And I had just been looking at him thinking, oh, he's kind of cute. Your cat, Jerry, <laughs> is just a nightmare. It's <laughs> a nightmare. This, nightmare it, cat. It, it, your cat is the reason why I would never want to get a cat. Because when it comes down to it, you just never know what you're going to get. You could get like cute, yeah. cuddly cat that's super affectionate. Or you can get Jerry. Doesn't want to be touched. Doesn't want to be picked up. Like all the best parts of the cat, (laughs) you can't do. And all the worst parts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You get that side of things. Doesn't like using his litter box, you know. He's just a jerk. So yesterday I'm on the floor in the living room doing Pilates. I look over at Jerry, who's sleeping on the couch, and I thought, oh, you know, he does bring joy to my life sometimes. He's cute. Look at how cute his face is. (laughs) 
Jerry opens his eyes and starts. <laughs> he puked. <laughs> he pukes on the couch right where he's lying. Mm-hmm. And then he goes back to bed next to the puke. Yeah, he doesn't care. Doesn't even move. <laughs> it's right where I sit. It's my spot on the yeah. couch. Was it my Pilates that made him vomit? Yeah, like, yeah, he couldn't stand looking at your body like, contorted in that way. Like, what are you doing down there? Oh, woman, cover yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? What was it? What, what, what made mean, him puke in that moment? I don't know. It was you. It was it you was doing Pilates. <laughs> thinking sweet things about him. He's like, oh, God, she's looking at me now. Oh. You ever done Pilates in front of a mirror? Do you have any idea what you look like when you do that? stuff i have no idea yeah well maybe it's time to look (laughs) maybe your forum is horrible maybe jerry has a real respect for pilates maybe you were just disgusting him with your you know inability to hold that plank so horizontal i'm sure my form is not good i got the scoliosis right my back is crooked i'm sure that i'm sure my form is a bit off maybe it was the first time jerry actually saw your back (laughs) scoliosis <laughs> yeah. So it, it literally instigated me cleaning the entire apartment oh. last night, including the couch, which is like the worst thing to clean. Sorry to hear. Anybody want a cat? How old's your cat again? I don't know. Uh, like middle age. Yeah. That's the problem. You got another 10 years maybe <laughs> left, eh? <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Thanks. Sarah Silverman shocked the panel on The View. When something came up, something she does with her boyfriend, they said it was disgusting what she does. <laughs> what does she do? And I'm wondering if you do the same thing. And if uh, if we can find somebody out there who does the same thing, love to connect with you. What does Sarah Silverman do? She shares a toothbrush with her boyfriend. And I don't mean like they're on vacation, somebody forgot a toothbrush and, you know, it. Uh, you just borrow theirs. I mean, they they just use one toothbrush. Between the two of them? Between the two of them. And it came up. And then, you know, she brought up a good point. And her good point also shocked the panel on The View. Okay. I've never shared a toothbrush with another person in my life. And for some reason with Rory, we have never not used the same toothbrush. Now, everyone's saying that's so gross. Let me ask you something. Yes. Why is that so gross? We kiss each other where we... (laughs) <laughs> they had to censor her I mean, I mean oh my god has a point <laughs> some people not everyone does that <laughs> joy <laughs> i couldn't handle it it was it became too hot too for the view yes uh so just wondering like do you share your toothbrush with your significant other regularly uh, sonia what's your take on all this it's so gross. It literally, I cringe with the thoughts. Okay, are you with someone right now? I'm. Yeah, I'm married together for 22 years. And, and you wouldn't share your a toothbrush with your with your spouse? No. <laughs> but what if you were at dinner, okay, and they said, "Oh, you got to try this. This is so good. You got to try this." And they g- grab a piece of food with a fork or a spoon. Would you allow them to put that in your mouth, or would you take that from them and put it in your mouth? Yep. Is it much different than that? Well, it is because, like, you're cleaning your teeth and getting the junk out, and like, ugh, it's like the dirt. It's 
I don't know. Yeah, but you give that toothbrush a rinse rooney and you put that same toothbrush back in your mouth later that day or the next day. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's still gross. Chaka, you wouldn't do it either. Don't even. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm trying to get my head around it and I'm starting to wonder if it really is as gross as it initially appears, you know? I, I get the idea. Like, I get, I would totally eat off someone's spoon, off someone's fork. I have no problem with that. Whether it's my husband or someone that I know, a friend, I, I don't know. That doesn't bother me. But the idea of brushing my teeth with a toothbrush that somebody else has used to clean uh, their mouth yeah. it horrifies you. Sonia. It, it horrifies me. Well, thanks for weighing in, Sonia. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Dan, what's your take on this? So my partner and I, wear the same clothes, like size and stuff, so we share everything. We share even underwear, but I draw the line at toothbrushes. Oh! <laughs> See, that seems a little bit backwards to me. Right? Uh, yeah, I would definitely, I think I would choose toothbrush over underwear. <laughs> it's, not, it's not by choice, mind you. Like, I'll be like, what are you wearing? Are those mine? Like, yeah. I'm like, okay, great. We're going here today. Okay, fine. So, so do you wear hers or does she mostly wear yours? He's the guy. Okay. Well, that's yeah, no. okay. Well, that's so that's different. See, I was thinking, you know, just in my narrow mindedness that it was a heterosexual no. relationship and that, no. like, you know, how do you wear like a thong when you have different body parts? But if you have the same body parts, then. It makes a little yeah. more sense. But yeah, you still yeah. have germ. Yeah. You know, when you think about a toothbrush, it's germ. You know, you're you're grossed out by the germs there. You're not grossed out by the germs down there. Well, uh, no. Obviously not, right? No. So uh, you've uh, never uh, used his toothbrush in an emergency or anything like that? I mean, you know, I have noticed, like, because we have one of those uh, Oral-B electric whatever. Yes. They're expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We share, like, we don't share it, but like, we share the actual machine, but we, we have, like, our own individual colored little head Heads, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you must mess that up sometimes. You think it's your head, it's his. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stumbling around at 7 a.m. and, like, halfway through, I was like, oh, my God, this is the red one. I'm like, oh, whatever. Yeah. So it's happened, but not intentionally. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Thanks for uh, your take on this. All right, guys. Love the show. Catherine sent us a text to finally, guys, I found someone who shares a toothbrush. She said, my husband and I have shared a toothbrush. Sometimes we go for months sharing toothbrushes. And guess what? We're still alive. They made it. They're okay. They didn't die. (laughs) That's like the person who doesn't mind eating expired meat. You know, you watch hoarders and they'll be like, that jar of meat sauce is two years old. I have a spoonful every day. I feel fine. (laughs) Maybe they're on to something. But yeah, maybe it's not so bad. (laughs) Steven wanted to weigh in on this. Uh, Would you, uh, your take on this is what? I have a little bit of a different take on it. Um, everybody keeps talking about kissing and everything, but would you kiss your wife or significant other with their morning mouth? Yeah. Yeah. I do that. I do that. No. You do that? My move in the morning is if I know that there's some potential action coming my way, is I got this little mini (laughs) Dollarama sized bottle of Listerine right beside my bed. (laughs) Deb usually gets up. She goes and, uh, you know, goes to the bathroom to do her little pre-routine. Yeah. Brushing her teeth, whatever. Yeah. And then I give myself a good solid mouthwash. Where do you spit it? I have a glass of water oh. that's beside the bed, and I <laughs> I spit it into the glass of water. You do? I can't. I can't. I have a hard time fooling around with someone if I haven't brushed my teeth 
I become super self-conscious about it. Mm. If sex is coming my way, I'm not turning it down for anything. It doesn't matter. What Dirty the bre- mouth? <laughs> Dirty mouth, clean mouth. Wow. I'm good to go. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if, if there's no access to anything, you just go. you, you got to be ready for everything. That's right. Either the moment, it just happens. You're still going to the bathroom. Uh, when does it happen in the heat of the moment, though? Like, when are you, everything's planned in my life now. Or it's, you know, you know, you know it's coming. You see it coming a mile away. <laughs> you know, the spooning in the morning on a weekend when you have nothing to get up for. <laughs> yeah. You know what that's leading to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. most of the time in my life with the, the way you having two kids and stuff, it's, it's kind of like a window appears it opens up, and then you say something like, "Oh, are we going to take advantage of this window." I think just... we should. Okay, we'll meet you upstairs. You know, it's not you heat can't in fl- the moment, no. lustful things. You can't fly by the seat of your pants, Bundes. I'm That's sorry. So sad, man. Yes, it is man. sad. It's yeah. very sad. You don't <laughs> get married. Don't have kids. You won't have to experience. You got to find your window, and yeah. then when the window's open, you think, "Oh, I can relax for a second, But you better make it go time because go time might not come around again. Do you want to know the last time we fooled around on the main? floor of our house yeah exactly 1974 i literally can't even remember yeah a yeah. time i'm trying to think too now no can't remember like where we just the heat of the moment it was too much to even go upstairs because that is risking that someone's coming downstairs bundus you need a door that you can close but you know Maura, even if the kids are gone out and at sleepovers mm-hmm. like main floor sex doesn't <laughs> seem to happen for me anymore that's crazy man. i know it's crazy what yeah. Is it, Mods? yeah, it's your mind. <laughs> I mean, you remember when I told you I had, I, I had couch sex at the cabin? Yeah. Are you starting to realize what a big deal that is? Apparently, that it's is huge. blow your mind. Wow. Okay, Ma, I don't even know, and we've owned our couch for seven years. I don't even know if we've ever even had sex on it. <laughs> I, I suspect we haven't. Looking back on it now, it's time. You got to do it, man. Why would I need to do that? Because <laughs> I do it for story. I'm going to want to lay out a blanket. <laughs> no, we didn't lay out a blanket. We no. went with the moment. And when you yeah. have those windows, you take advantage of them 100%. Had this whole plan to get a get- tattoo at the end of June. Had my consult yesterday, something I said threw the whole thing off. Really? Yeah. That's it. No appointment. You told on her the books. that you had tickets for the upcoming Olivia Rodrigo concert. <laughs> and she was like, I can't tattoo this guy. <laughs> well, first of all, the Olivia Rodrigo concert has already happened. Oh, okay. You told her you were uh, at the concert. <laughs> She's like, She's this like, loser. <laughs> you told her your latest Wordle score. <laughs> How'd you do on the latest Wordle? It was <laughs> tough the other day. I was <laughs> Let me tell you about Wordle. I was on my sixth guess, and luckily I pulled through. It worked out. Did you bring that up in the appointment? No. No? It wasn't Wordle. Nothing to do with Wordle. She said, uh, your skin disgusts me. I can't look at this for eight hours. Yeah, yeah. Too many moles in Just, the way. Uh, <laughs> she started dry heaving when I rolled up my sleeve. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> No? <laughs> no, that wasn't it. Uh, so I sit down with her mm-hmm. and I start showing her some of, uh, I actually put together, I like printed off some stuff and then I cut out the things I printed off and then I laid it out on my arm and took a couple of pictures just to give her an idea of what I was going for. Uh-huh. Half mm-hmm. of it is a picture I took. Yeah. 
of uh, my sailboat rigging, like mm-hmm. the mast yeah. and the lines coming down. Mm-hmm. And I wanted that kind of like laid out on my forearm and I wanted to incorporate something else that was sort of nautical in it. Right. She doesn't <laughs> like the nautical stuff. She's like, like boats are for losers. <laughs> <laughs> no? Okay. no. So what was it? You know what happened? As what? I said, uh, I said, you know, can I get this thing wet after I get it? And she's like, no. Yeah. You know, I'm like, well, because I'm planning, like, I'm going to be, you know, taking some long weekends. That's Canada Day long weekend. Uh, She's like, what do you have in mind? I'm like, well, I'd like, I go sailing and I swim in the water and I'm learning to wingboard, uh, wingfoil this summer. And and she's like, you know, I'm like, how long would I have to be out of the water for? She's like, well, you probably wouldn't want to go swimming in any kind of lake or river for at least three weeks. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, this is, a, yeah. this is not a good time for you to she's, be getting tatted. She's, and it, she's <laughs> like, what kind of stuff do you do in the water? And I just started going off on all the different things. <laughs> like kiteboarding, I want to learn how to wingboard. I sail, like to swim, wakeboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's everything. like, it sounds like you're a pretty active guy. And I'm like, well, in the summer, it's my season. You know, I do all the stuff I like to do. You basically bathe in the in the lake yeah, in the yeah, summer. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that guy shower in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. She's like, nah, you know what? Enjoy your summer. Get out of here. Oh, my She said, God. come back in the fall. Yeah. And I'm the like, can I book in the away. fall? She's like, I don't even know where I'm going to be in the fall. I'm uh, like, oh, uh, man. Oh, no. She no. might not even she, be here anymore. She doesn't want to book that far out, but she said she'll be around. She just might take a trip or something. So she'll, you know, get in touch with her in August and we'll book some, put something on the books for the fall. So they, I had a whole plan. I thought I was going to be rocking a killer tattoo all summer and uh, the whole idea got shot down. Yeah, you should have done it weeks ago. She didn't think I was a ween. Perfect. That's she liked the artwork and stuff for the ideas and I think she's, you know, excited with coming up with a plan and she's got a great artist, so. Yeah. Are you are you going to do a microphone on your arm too? A big microphone. Classic radio uh, DJ tattoo? Yeah, no. No. <laughs> no I'm not. Anyone I know who's got a microphone tattoo got fired sometime like, after they got it. 2 weeks it. later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's so true. <laughs> I've seen it happen too many times. I'm like, it's a curse. It's a curse. So I'm worried, you know, I get like the sailboat tattoo. The boat's going to sink. Gonna <laughs> that I'm going to like, yeah, it'll catch on fire when I'm not near it. Come back. It'll just be underwater. Oh, my God. Anyway, that's where I'm at with that. It's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3.